From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, May 9th. A billboard seeking any information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or people responsible for the deaths of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner is now on display in Moab. The billboard is visible to vehicles traveling north on Highway 191. It stands near the turn for Holyoke Lane. The couple was murdered near their campsite off the LaSalle Loop Road in the mountains. The Grand County Sheriff's Office has narrowed their date of death to Saturday, August 14, 2021. The Sheriff's Office confirmed they have an audio recording of shots fired in the area of the couple's campsite at around 11.30 a.m. that day, but they cannot confirm if those shots were related to the couple's time of death. Kylan's father, Sean Paul Schulte, does believe that's when they died. That happened during the daytime on Saturday, August 14th, 11.35 in the morning. Now they know to review their dash cam and, and what time they would be looking for an erratic driver coming off the mountain. So what we want to know is if anyone saw a vehicle coming off of right there. Forestry Road 4651 is SS Mesa. It's the South Mesa Road. Their bodies were discovered by a friend of the Schulte family four days after their murder is believed to have occurred. Law enforcement has confirmed that they have, quote, persons of interest in this case, but in the almost nine months since their bodies were found, have not yet identified a suspect. The billboard seeks any dash cam footage, video, or photos from Thursday, August 12th to Saturday, August 14th, 2021. The families of the victims are hoping for a breakthrough soon. So are the thousands of followers on Kylan and Crystal-related social media pages, where Elise Coles plays an active role. I'm hoping that this year would be wonderful to an arrest and a conviction, yeah. But um, at least we have this for however long it takes. We're in it for the long haul and... You know, obviously like people to see that we're not giving up. Cole says the billboard will remain up as long as necessary and even imagines moving it around town or to other areas in the region. She also recently helped with another installation, a cross off the LaSalle Mountain Loop Road near the couple's campsite. That cross contains information related to the case and includes law enforcement contact information. She and others think there's a good possibility additional evidence is out there. It's just about getting more visibility on the case. She wants the billboard to stay up as long as needed. I mean, really, I'd like to see it up until a conviction because, I mean, those tips can keep coming in at any time. A grassroots effort from family, friends, and other people interested in the case paid for the vinyl sign and billboard rental. They are still accepting donations to cover its cost and to purchase another banner. Find that information in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And if you might have any information related to this case, please contact the Grand County Sheriff's Office at 435-259-8115. Protests have been breaking out in small towns across the Mountain West over a leaked draft Supreme Court opinion suggesting that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. Will Walkie from KHOL in Jackson Hole reports on the scene from northwestern Wyoming. A few dozen people gathered in front of the elk antler arches at the Jackson Town Square Tuesday, chanting, my body, my choice. Folks driving by honked their horns and hollered in support of the demonstration. I knew it was coming someday, and I guess today's that day. 
Victoria Kegel moved to Jackson in 2020 and held a sign with a picture of a coat hanger and text that read never going back. She points out that about a quarter of women will have an abortion by the age of 45, according to the nonprofit Guttmacher Institute. So someone you love has had one, whether you know it or not. People are very quiet about it because there's so much shame surrounding it. But someone you know, maybe even your mom or your grandma has had one. Jackson is currently the only location in Wyoming where you can get an abortion procedure. But should this opinion go through, a trigger ban passed by the state legislature this year would go into effect, which would outlaw all abortions in Wyoming with a few exceptions. Demonstrator Alex Bell Johnson grew up in Colorado in a family with two moms. He says he showed up after seeing the reaction from the women in his life and wants to remain supportive in the right way. I think that was a big thing was just listen, vote, and I think show up in presence, but not in a leadership position necessarily, right? And I think that just ties back into listening. Demonstrations also broke out over the leaked opinion in Laramie and Lander. Polling from the New York Times suggests that a slim majority of Wyomingites oppose legal abortion. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Will Walkie in Jackson, Wyoming. In addition to Wyoming, Utah and Idaho have also passed legislation to outlaw most abortions if Roe v. Wade was overturned. In contrast, Colorado passed legislation that protects abortion access. For the millions of refugees, as well as the millions of civilians still left in Ukraine, something as basic as charging your cell phone can be a challenge with potentially fatal consequences. A group of students and climate activists at Western Colorado University in Gunnison wants to help. Christopher Biddle with our partners at KBUT has more. Photovoltaic solar panels are expensive. They're also hard to recycle, and their production degrades over time, often resulting in a lifespan of about 20 to 25 years, depending on the purpose. What's more, the amount of solar panel waste in the U.S. is increasing. By the end of the decade, the panels used in the first generation of industrial-sized solar farms will no longer be up for the task. But amongst all those problems, Richard Stromberg and his colleagues found a solution. So literally we just direct wire the USB port from the O'Reilly's or Napa or AutoZone directly into the junction box on the photovoltaic module. And then we attach it here and uh, whoever uses it, all you have to do is point the module at the sun and plug in your USB device. Stromberg is a professor at Western Colorado University in Gunnison. He's also a PhD student studying the viability of giving discarded solar panels new purpose. He co-founded the nonprofit Equitable Solar Solutions, doing just that. Usually, they partner with housing advocates to provide cheap access to solar. Today, he's invited the college community to help assemble solar-powered USB chargers that will eventually go to Ukraine and Poland. We're on the patio outside the student center. The panels are dented, scratched with paint peeling and other signs of sun damage. Electrically, these are fine, but we found some issues that we wouldn't want to put on those households because we're not confident they'd last another 20 years. But they're still usable for quite a while, so send them to a war zone. Send them to a uh, refugee uh, area. Uh, let them travel overseas. It's, it's not the end of the world if something gets damaged. But we'll get as much life out of them as possible. 
Uh, and they could last another 20 years, but even if they last just another year uh, over in Ukraine, that's better than nothing. That's better than sending them to the landfill. Researchers estimate that by the year 2050, discarded solar panels could amount to 78 million tons of what most people would call waste. Stromberg and his colleagues have found a way to turn that stream of waste into not only a product line, but also a humanitarian resource. Campbell Mixon is a Western student and an intern at Equitable Solar Solutions. These solar panels really just provide access to those who can't um, afford energy or be connected to the grid. To me, energy is something that, like, it's a basic necessity at this point. It's something kind of like water and food. People shouldn't have to go without it. Back inside the student center, I talked to Maria Struble, who's brought her freshman general ed class to help with the project. What better way to teach social activism and political science than engaging in doing something that will benefit people who are displaced and oppressed? And so we just wanted to get our heads dirty and like talk about those issues by doing something about them. Once the chargers are all put together, Struble distributes colored markers. The students scrawl messages of courage and doodle peace signs and rainbows. There's even an impressive rendering of the school's mascot, the Mountaineer. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Christopher Biddle. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, May 9th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.